0: I don't know about you, but skincare is overwhelming to me. I go into Ulta to pick up a moisturizer and all of a sudden I am drowning in a sea of serums and lotions and ingredients I've never heard of, but I'm pretty convinced I can't live without. How do you know what to buy or what you even need or what's going to be worth the money? Well, lucky for me and lucky for you too, our guest today is going to break all all that down for us so we can have the best skin of our lives. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School, the podcast that gives real life style advice to real life women. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackie I'm a wardrobe stylist who's been dressing everyday women for over 20 years. And I'm the founder of Everyday Style, where we're on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give you the tools to make getting dressed easy. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Thank you for being with me on this audio journey. We're continuing our summer interview series this week with Amber Budd, a skincare expert I happen to have the pleasure of spending time with every six weeks or so as she makes my super blonde lashes and brows look just a little less invisible. One day as I was laying there, I was peppering her with questions and I thought, hey, why don't you just come on my show and you can share your knowledge with the whole world? So here we are. I mentioned in the opening that I get overwhelmed by all the options and all the products and all the ingredients, and so I end up with just a hodgepodge of products that I don't use or a routine that's so complicated and takes so long that I don't keep up with it. I just want to know what to buy and how to use it to make me look bright and dewy and 35 again. Is that so difficult? Apparently, it is. A few weeks ago, we had Angela Gia Kim on the show. And when her team reached out to me, I was super excited to talk about skincare. It's something that clearly I I have challenges with. Our conversation, though, ended up to be about something else entirely. It was really about skincare as a foundation for self care. I got to tell you, that conversation did something for me. Like it, it affected me. And I took a lot of what she said to heart. And I really started making a lot of little lifestyle changes, including not speed washing my face at night. I just, I got so much out of that conversation and I hope you did too, but I still had skincare questions, my practical skincare questions, such as, do you put on your eye cream before or after your serums? How many serums should you use? Should I invest in that $5,000 LED light mask I saw on TikTok? Okay, that last one, I know the answer to. It's a hard no. But yeah, I had questions and I'm guessing that I'm not the only one. So I decided to do my practical side of favor and do a practical skincare show. Like I said earlier, I am so lucky to get to spend in real life time with today's guest. Amber is just a wonderful person. She is a wealth of knowledge. I enjoy her so so much. When I see her, we talk about everything. We talk about our favorite business podcasts, our Taylor Swift concert outfits. She did Reputation, I did 1989. We talk about parenting, style, and yes, skincare. One thing I love about Amber is just how generous she is with her knowledge. I think this is going to be an episode that you go back and listen to a couple of times because she shares so much good stuff that you might miss something. We talk about everything in this conversation from routines for the most common skin challenges to the ingredients and services and products that are trending right now, like that $5,000 LED face mask, where you should save and where you should splurge when it comes to your skincare products. And we talk about the $35 tools every woman needs to own for her skincare routine. In fact, Amber was willing to share so much that after our official recording ended, we just kept chatting. And at some point, I just hit record. And we started going again. She shared a ton more skincare tips, a lot more advice. And that bonus episode is going in our extra credit podcast, which is only available to our Style Circle members. If it's not out right now, it will be up this week. So if you're a member, be on the lookout for the second half of my conversation with Amber. If you're not a member, the extra credit podcast is another great reason to join us. This is one that you don't want to miss. Let's meet our guest, shall we? Amber Budd is a self-described skincare nerd and the skincare fairy godmother. She's been featured in Oprah, Fast Company, on ESPN2, and has worked with Caitlyn Jenner, Mike Tyson, and for the U.S. Ryder Cup Wives. She's the owner of an award-winning spa, a product developer, a jewelry designer, a Navy wife, and a mom to a very chatty toddler.
1: Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. This is like dream come true kind of stuff.
0: I am so happy to have you here. Normally when we talk, I am laying down and you're like giving me a hand massage or a scalp massage and making my brows and lashes at least appear visible. They're not ever going to be bold, but at least they appear visible. But I I love our time together and I'm excited that we can continue it here. Likewise. Thanks for having me. So I always like to ask how people got to where they are. Have you always been into skin? Is this always what you wanted to do? Or did your career path take a weird, twisty, turny path
1: to get here? So many weird, twisty turns. Um, I actually loved makeup when I was a little girl. I used to play with my grandma's Mary Kay. So, I mean, I have very vivid memories at like three years old, sitting on the counter playing with her makeup. But I ended up working in the corporate world. I was an executive assistant for a big medical company and for Tiffany & Company, the jewelry store. And, um, about, I think I was about 28, my ex-boyfriend said, you know, you're real good at your job, but you don't love it. What do you want to do? And everybody had always come to me for skincare advice, but I didn't actually realize that that was a career at that point. I thought you had to do hair and in doing a little research found out that I could just do skin and makeup. And in aesthetic school, I realized I really had a passion for skin cell health and how the skin works, how it functions as a whole with our body. So that was kind of the, the twists and turns that got to the career path. And I worked with other companies for a couple of years, but always knew I wanted to own my own spa. It was just, I knew my clients could never be just a number to me. I wanted to build real relationships with people and really get to know them. So I had to go on my own to do that and started by myself in about 108 square feet. Uh, And now we have 2,300 roughly. So we've grown a bit. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So tell me a little bit about skin
0: cell health. I'm sure that's like an hour-long conversation or a two-hour long. But sum it up in a couple of minutes of... What exactly does that mean?
1: Yeah, good question. Basically, you know, all of our cells in our body function together. Not one is in a vacuum really. So, how we eat, how we treat ourselves, how we feed ourselves all contribute. But especially living in wild climates like the Midwest or if mm-hmm. if you live somewhere super dry like Arizona, having a lot of exterior health for your skin, it's not just interior. A lot of what we do is reliant on the exterior too, because our skin is not our most vital organ. It's our largest, but it's not our most vital. So anything that we put into our body, our skin's probably going to be the last thing to get it. So knowing what to do from the exterior to help support the interior has been really interesting to me. Okay,
0: that's that's
1: that's taking it deeper. I love that. (laughs) I think a lot of people just want to do the exterior
0: and don't necessarily focus like I'll just put moisturizer on, but I won't drink water. You know, like (laughs) I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about how they how they work together. That's a fun little it's a an interesting niche of skincare. I love I love how you got there. Okay, so here is a question, and I'm just gonna rapid fire questions. All the questions that people have about skincare that we hear all the time, and all the questions that you and I talk about when When we're together every six weeks or so, here's something that baffles me. And I am hoping that you can clear it up. The order for skincare. Now we all know it's like cleanser, toner, serum, moisturizer, like kind of a basic thing. What happens when you have multiple serums? Should you be using multiple serums? This is literally my biggest skincare question. So I thought we would just kick it off here.
1: Absolutely. So a general rule of thumb The thinner the product, the earlier in your routine it should go. So thinking about like a toner, those are liquids, right? So that's gonna be your first thing after your cleanser. Then if you're going to use multiple serums, test the viscosity, feel it between your fingertips. Which one is thinner? That one should go on next. Then whatever is next. Um, I don't recommend doing more than two serums at a time Typically one that would be a little more hydrating mixed with something else is personally my favorite. So like a daytime might be something with hyaluronic acid and maybe a secondary one would be vitamin C to protect your skin from the sun or another antioxidant type serum. Nighttime, you might alternate an aging or an acne serum with a retinol serum something like that, but you would alternate those every other night or so um, just based on your skin tolerance.
0: Okay. So that brings up another question for me. How do you know what your skin needs? So, you know, I love, I love beauty stores. I love Sephora. I love Ulta. And you go in there and you're like, yes, I think I need niacinamide. Yes. I definitely think I need retinol. Yes. I th- and I could buy every single one right? Mm-hmm. How do you know if you have to like narrow it down when you go in the store before we even start picking brands and that kind of stuff, how do you know
1: what products you should be looking for? Um, I feel like I could just say, that's a good question to everything. <laughs> so if I keep repeating that it's cause they really are, they're really good questions. Thank you for validating um, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, So the really great thing is now we all have this supercomputer in our pocket called a smartphone, right? So you could generally look up an ingredient. Um, Companies are always going to put their kind of what we would call a hero ingredient, the main focus of the product Mm -hmm. on their labels, or it's going to be listed in a description somewhere. So you could look that up, see if it's something that Seems like it would be good for you. Um, Alternative would be, if you have an esthetician, ask them, hey, I've been hearing a lot about niacinamide. Is this something I should be using or not? Just because it's a hot ingredient doesn't necessarily mean it's for you. So kind of finding gaps in your routine. Ideally, I would love everybody to be using some sort of hydrating serum. So that's going to be your... um, I was gonna just name mine. It's called Treat One Thousand Hyaluronic Acid. Go ahead, plug (laughs) Plug Um, it. uh, Hyaluronic Acid Serum. Um, The more pure, the better. That's always my favorite there. Or an Aloe Vera. So just a pure Aloe Vera Gel would be a alternative. Um, Aloe Vera can be kind of sticky though, so some people don't love that feeling. Then some sort of Uh, antioxidant. Vitamin C is the most common, but it's not for everyone. Some people can't tolerate vitamin C. It can irritate their skin. And if that's the case, then using something um, niacinamide is another option, or just looking up what other antioxidants might be a good choice, a resveratrol, something like that, and a retinol um, at night. And that is not necessarily something you want to be using every single night. It really depends, like I said, on your tolerance. So when I start people on retinol, it's one time a week for the first month. See how your skin's doing. If it feels good, you think you can bump it up to twice a week, do twice a week for a month. And it's not two consecutive days. It's like maybe Monday, Thursday. After that second month, if your skin is still tolerating it well, you can bump it up to three times. Maybe if that third time you're like, ooh, Getting a little too red, a little too irritated. Okay, pull it back to two. You don't ever have to go farther than what your skin can tolerate. You don't want to overdo it either. So, as
0: you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea. But I want results now. Yeah. So I'm just going to slap the retinol on every you know, right seven nights a week. If you're doing this like once a week thing, twice a week, how long are you actually going to? Is it going to take to see results from these products? And I guess that's another question. How long do you stick with a product before you're like, hey, this doesn't work for me, this, this isn't it? Like, How quickly can you expect to see results from, from products?
1: Minimum 30 days. So our skin cells, as we age, turn over about 30 to 45 days. You know, babies, they have the most gorgeous skin, right? It's just glowing, and, and their skin turns over about 14 days. As we age, that can go up to triple time, so up to 45 days to to turn over. Once the skin cells have all turned over, that's when you're going to really start seeing those results. You will sometimes see results sooner, but the true results won't be until a little bit later, 30, 45 days.
0: Okay. All right. That's interesting let's say somebody just wanted to get some results fast, right? Like (laughs) I just want to see something. I think anytime you start a new routine, Mm -hmm. whether it's working out or dressing better or doing whatever, you want to see some results quickly. So what would you recommend to people who are like, okay, I want to take better care of my skin, but I don't want to wait 45
1: days. What can I do right now? If you're somebody who has a really basic routine, cleanser, toner, moisturizer, the best thing you can do is do a gentle exfoliant once or twice a week. Think of your skin cells like shingles on a rooftop. They really do act sort of that way. They're sort of staggered like bricks. So those skin cells, as they die, they flatten out and become almost hardened on the surface. Anything you're putting on the skin cannot penetrate those other than through that top hard layer. So if you're immediately seeing results from skincare, what you're seeing is actually softened hard dead skin cells. Interesting. Yeah, so exfoliating off that top layer a couple times a week, that will allow everything else to penetrate better into the skin and be more effective faster.
0: Do you recommend a physical or a chemical exfoliator
1: for f- immediate results? Yeah, physical.
0: Okay. So for those people who are like, what the heck are you talking about? We're talking about like a scrub, right? Versus something that has, um, I don't know, it's probably acid. Acid.
1: (laughs) Yep. Acid. Um, Technically, retinol is an exfoliant. So that is what it does. It just takes a little longer to see the results. With a physical exfoliant, a scrub, I'm going to not say the name here, but everybody knows that super special apricot scrub that everybody uses, you know? Oh,
0: that was around in like the 70s and 80s. I think it's still out there, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, It's a real good foot scrub. Please don't use it on your face. Okay. If you look at those granules under a microscope, they are kind of jagged edges and can really cause some damage to your skin, especially if you have any like Breakouts, active breakouts, they can spread that bacteria around. Use something more like a powder exfoliant. Dermalogica makes one. I make one. um, Eminence makes one. I think there's a couple companies now. You can just search Google for powder exfoliants and you will find several different ones. And the way you use those, you mix them with your cleanser. So it's super easy. It doesn't even add a step really. You just dump a little powder into your hand, mix it in with your cleanser, scrub, rinse it off. Good to go.
0: Okay. And you do that a couple of times a week.
1: Yeah. All right. That is a, I love that. I love
0: tips that we can walk away and do something right now. That'll, that'll make us look and feel better. And it's easier to keep going with a skincare routine when you're seeing some results.
1: Absolutely. And those those powders, I mean, a container of that will last nine months, a year. They last forever because there's no liquid in them. There's nothing to go bad, really. Um, So it's just as fast as you're using it.
0: Huh. All right. We're going to check that out. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to my favorite stores for a minute, Sephora, Ulta, (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, we talked about, like, how do you know what your skin needs? And I I assume you'd kind of start, like, with what are your goals, right? Yeah my only goal is anti-aging. Like literally that's it. And I, I see so much on the internet, like now wanting to not age faster is, is a bad thing. This is, we're just supposed to embrace it. I'm not going to do that. I really, I, Me just, either. <laughs> no, I haven't no, gone any injectables <laughs> routes yet. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but no, remember there were, used to be that commercial, like, age gracefully, not me. I'm going to fight it every step of the way. I'm still on that bandwagon. So if you're not, if you're like, I accept my wrinkles, I've earned them. Yeah, you, I fully support you. I'm not on that train. So anyway, I would assume that you start with like, what is your goal, right? Do you want brighter skin, younger skin, fighting acne, blah, blah, blah. So you figure out what ingredients you need. And then there is a sea of products and a sea of companies. And you can buy a hyaluronic acid from or the ordinary for $10 or you can go over to another part of the store and buy a hyaluronic acid serum for
1: $200. How do you know? Do you get what you pay for in skincare? A lot of times, yes. The difference really between something over the counter and like a professional line or a medical grade line is the quality and quantity of active ingredients. Active ingredients are anything that causes change in the skin. And until I started formulating, I had no idea that there might be like three or four different kinds of of chamomile or three or four different kinds of retinol or vitamin C. And what the percentages are doesn't necessarily even equal the results because it's how it's formulated. What's the delivery mechanism? When you're paying for product from a professional line, you're buying something that's supposed to get you results faster. If anyone can sell it, it probably doesn't have the higher levels of actives that you want to see. That's not across the board, but probably doesn't have the right levels of actives, or the right pH balances to get where it needs to go.
0: Okay. So even just talking about like the -the over-the-counter stuff, Mm -hmm. you do get what you pay for. You do. Like step away from the ordinary.
1: It's not my favorite. Interesting. Okay. And and that being said, if you love it, if it's doing great things for you, go for it. If you don't love it and you want to move into something else – don't throw it away. Use it somewhere else on your body. Use it on on your hands. Use it on your legs. If you have a moisturizer, use it as a shave cream You know, or use it as a leg leg moisturizer in the summer, things like that. I'm not a fan of waste. I wouldn't just throw it away if you decide to move to something else. But if you love it, go for it. Absolutely. I've never been one to say like, no, don't use that. Absolutely not.
0: All right. Okay. So if you're if you're doing the the Sephora Ulta mm-hmm.
1: route, pr- is your advice to buy the best you can? Buy the best you can. Talk to an esthetician. Uh, at the end here, I'll give you. I'll even give you my email address. Email me. Tell me your skin questions. I will answer you myself. Um, but I mean, I do have a couple favorites. Like, and and if you're going to spend money, and you have a budget. Spend money on your serums. Your serums are going to have the most active ingredients. Spend money on the things that are going to stay on your skin. Save your money on things like your cleanser. So, uh, my favorite drugstore cleanser is Oil of Olay Age Defying Cleanser. I started using that when I was 16 years old and I still love it. If I forget my cleanser when I'm traveling or anything, that's the first thing I would reach for. Okay. I love. The e.l.f. makeup brand, they have a line called Holy Hydration. It's fabulous. Everything I've tried feels great, smells great, looks great, cruelty-free. Love that. Uh, So, I mean, there's definitely things out there that are good. It's just a matter of, you know, doing a little research here or there, asking the right questions. And maybe don't look at, you know, 18-year-old influencers (laughs) Who <laughs> for my 40-something for, year old skin? Yeah, find find influencers who are, you know, your own, roughly your own age and roughly your own skin type or tone. That is really helpful.
0: Okay, that's good advice. What about toners? Because I follow a dermatologist on on the TikTok, and she <laughs> says, Go cheap on your cleanser. Same advice that you gave. Skip the toner. She says toner is BS. What's your take?
1: I disagree, but I I would say, you know, certainly you could talk to your own dermatologist if you wanted to. My take on it is that cleansers and our water are often the wrong pH for your skin to become absorbent immediately after. So rather than waiting for your skin to get to that pH level, nor would I honestly have any idea how to figure out when that golden moment was, right? Right. Is it two hours? Is it six? I don't know. So I'm not going to wait. The easiest way to put it back into the proper pH is to put a toner on. And the other thing that toner is really great for is removing mineral buildup from our water. If you happen to live in an area that has really hard water, like if you have a glass door on a shower and it has that water spot buildup, Uh that same thing happens to our skin. It's a great way to remove that. It also is a really good way to balance your skin if you're somebody who, like if you really love a gel cleanser, like a foamy gel cleanser, but it makes your skin feel a little too tight, you could use a little bit more hydrating toner and rebalance it to a hydrated state. Or if you love a cream cleanser, but you're an oily person, you can use a little bit more oil-controlling toner and still use that cleanser that you love. All right. Now is
0: toner a product that you should save on, splurge on? Where would you put that?
1: I would put that in the save category.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're saving on our cleanser. We're saving on our toner, but we're going to splurge on the serums. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about, you and I were talking a couple of appointments ago about all of the facial trends that are out there. Right. And the reason I bring this up again, as I'm scrolling through TikTok, and everyone's probably seen it, the guy who's like dancing in the, um, the led mask. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to research led masks. And then I, I found this article and I had like you know, seven top led masks and they ranged in price from about $49 to like 6,000.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do led masks do? Are they BS and should you invest in them? Maybe not $6,000, but will the $49 one get you anything?
1: I would need to know which one it is. And I would need to look at the nanometers, Um, nanometers, nanometers, who knows? And I'm happy to do that. If you want to send me the link, I will look it up for you and I will let you know. Um, Because that is totally right up my alley. But the hard and fast answer is yes, it will work.
0: What does it do? What does an LED mask do for you?
1: So LED was first started being used by NASA for astronauts. They were looking for ways to grow their food and to heal wounds faster in space. And when they realized that the LED light in different spectrum ranges would turn on the ATP, which is the energy center of our cells, when it would turn that on in different colors of light would do different things. Red helps with anti-aging, blue helps kill bacteria. So using the different types of light in the different ranges of light can make a significant difference for people who have a little bit of stubborn acne that just won't go away. Sometimes that blue light is that last kicker, that thing that just does it. Um, For my aging clients, including myself, um, red light is incredible. It will make your skin look like 10 years younger in 20 to 30 minutes. Yes, it's time consuming, but you usually kind of stack your results on the front end. You use it like daily or every other day for the first week or two. And then you go down to like every other day, every third day, fourth day, or when you just need to pick me up. I am obsessed with my red light. It is on my nightstand.
0: Okay. All right. I'll I'll get your recommendation for a red light mask. That is not $6,000. We're not going there.
1: No, mine is a hundred that I use at home and it's, it's a handheld one. It takes 12 minutes. I hold it up to my, like three minutes on one cheek, three minutes on the other, or I guess it's nine minutes and then three minutes on my forehead. That's it.
0: Will you send us the link for that one so we can throw it in the show notes? Absolutely. Everyone's going to pick that one up. What is the other tool? I don't know how to describe it. It's the magic tool that you told me. So one of my girls had just like these stubborn blackheads, a couple of them that would not come out. And we tried every serum, every scrub, every, you know, and I'm like, just let's just poke it. And that was not going to happen. And you're like, here's the product you need. Here's the tool you need. Freaking magic. What was that thing?
1: That is Mm -hmm. called an ultrasonic scrubber. So it's, for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm going to try and explain it, but it's basically a little handheld device that looks like it has a metal blade, like kind of a rounded metal blade. It's not sharp. Um, It vibrates at a high level and basically vibrates out the bacteria, the blackheads, things like that. It's best used on kind of damp skin. The cool thing is that you can use it in multiple different ways. So in your case, I said, okay, yeah, use this. You're going to hold it with the blade facing towards the skin because the blade is kind of like L-shaped. It's got a little curve to it. So you're going to face the blade towards the skin and push around the blackhead and it will force the blackhead out. Then if you're using it to infuse product, which is how I would say you could use the same exact tool that your daughter has Yeah, flip it over. So the flat side of the blade is on your skin after you apply your serum. When you do that, it drives the serum in deeper using ultrasound.
0: I mean, that tool was amazing. If anybody has blemishes or, you know, stubborn, whatever, and I do use it to get the serum in, in deeper. It's incredible.
1: And it was like 35 bucks. Yeah, they're not expensive, and they really are pretty great. I would just say look for one that has like twenty five to 28,000 vibrations per second.
0: Okay. And then there was that other funky tool that I actually have and that you used on me. There was a little blemish above my eyebrow that you took care of, and then you, I don't know, healed it with this weird wand that has like, <laughs> I don't know, gases in it. And I have the same one. I have the same one at home, but I never use it because I don't know how. Mm-hmm we're going to link to that one in there as well. Cause that was amazing. You know, when you kind of pick out a little blemish or something to heal it faster, oh my goodness. And it never got like that scabby thing that, that happens. It was amazing. It was amazing. Right. That one's
1: that? high frequency. So the key with high frequency, just, you know, something to note is if somebody has a pacemaker or any sort of like electrical things running in their body check with the doctor first. Don't just go off and use it. (laughs) Um, Good advice. Yeah. But otherwise, um, pretty safe for most everyone. It's really great to kill bacteria in the skin. What it does is it causes a little neon flash on the skin. It kind of buzzes and just kills the bacteria by forcing oxygen into the pores.
0: I found it on someone's blog. It was actually Jenna Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking about how she transformed her skin. And there was a lot of it uh, that it was, you know, way more than I want to or I'm willing to do or whatever. But she had these funky wands with like neon. And I think there's another gas in, in, in different ones, whatever. But I'm like, okay, that I can do. That's like 70 bucks on Amazon. Let's try it. And then it was just intimidating and I didn't know what to do with it. But now I do. So these are some, I mean, they're fun things you can do that don't break the bank that that really make a difference in your skin yeah absolutely so another one I keep seeing I don't know I must have said the word cryofacial one time because (laughs) now now that's the only thing on my on my social feeds what is it what does it do Mm -hmm. who's it for
1: Cryofacial is for anybody looking to build the collagen and elasticity in their skin. So what it does is it cools and warms the skin interchangeably at different levels to different temperatures for different lengths of time based on your results that you're wanting and helps build collagen. Basically creating a tiny little wound in the skin by cooling it to a point where your skin's like, wow, I better do something here. This doesn't seem right. But it's a really great natural way to kind of perk up your skin quickly. Interesting. And the other one I keep
0: seeing is the PRP facial, which I think most people have heard of the vampire facial. I think they, they gave that facial a rebrand because <laughs> maybe people didn't want a vampire facial, but now it's called the PRP facial. Mm-hmm. What is it? What does it do? Who needs it?
1: PRP facials, those have to be done typically in a dermatology office or like a med spa. Somebody draws your blood, puts it through a a platelet spinner, and then uses microneedling typically and then covers your face in your own like platelet-rich plasma blood. It is literally blood what you're seeing. That's why they called it the vampire facial. It's really good for... Changing the texture and tone of your skin, utilizing that microneedling, utilizing your own platelets, taking our own body healing systems, and using them to the advantage of our ourselves essentially. but I'll be honest with you, I could never do that one. I don't like needles. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I don't care how good the results could be. Rumor has it rumor before Tom Cruise did a lot of. His uh, injections and things. He did platelet rich plasma facials for a long time. And like people would show up at his house and he would have like blood face happening. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd take a meeting like that. But when you're yeah. Tom Cruise, I guess you can.
0: That seems like a thing you do in the privacy of your own home or a dermatologist's office.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: Okay, cool. I think I'm going to skip that one as well.
1: Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I have a fun little pop
0: quiz for you and I'm going to give you a few skincare concerns or goals that people have. And I'm going to have you give us some ingredients, right? So, right. This'll be fun.
1: Okay. Let's do it. All
0: right. So let's start with me because everyone knows that this show is just my therapy. I just have people on who can help me. So let's start with anti-aging. Let's create like a routine, Mm -hmm. a simple routine because I'm lazy. What? So we have a cleanser, an anti-aging cleanser, right? Or what kind of ingredient should I look for in a cleanser? Does it matter?
1: For a cleanser, I would actually look more for what your skin type is. Are you more dry, oily, sensitive combination? Okay. So that's going to help balance you. So based on that, then you could pick an anti-aging one or whatever. But honestly, your cleanser, a lot of it's getting washed down the drain. So that's not really my biggest place to have a concern for what to do. Okay.
0: So then we have a toner. Mm -hmm. anything for anti-aging to look for in a toner? Or is there a different concern?
1: I would say hydrating and brightening. So you could do something with like a glycolic acid. That's going to be gently exfoliating. You could do something with vitamin C in it. You could do something with hyaluronic acid in it. Those are going to be probably the most common ones that you would find pretty much anywhere.
0: Okay. Now it's serum time. Mm -hmm. And you can give me two serums that you could use day and night or you know, whatever. What would you do serums ingredient based for people who are looking for anti-aging?
1: Vitamin C in the morning, retinol at night, and probably hyaluronic acid both times. If you could do a peptide serum at night as your alternate to your retinol, that would be great.
0: A peptide serum. Tell me what that is.
1: Different peptides do different things. So my favorites are ones that I call them like messenger peptides, things that tell your cells what to do. For instance, I have one that has a peptide in it that tells your skin to relax the contracting muscles. So similar to injectables it smooths out the fine lines just by telling your cells, hey we're not responding that aggressively right now
0: <laughs> when you say you have one you make one or you own yeah. one personally you make one okay yes. you guys i'll have to go check out amber skincare line because we've it's got all the things you need in it okay so we're gonna do the vitamin c and what else in the morning i forgot already
1: um, vitamin C in the morning. Sometimes you can find a vitamin C that has hyaluronic acid in it. I mean, okay. ideally that's great. You can use one serum. And then you're for like both. a one in done for the one morning. And, and then at night
0: we're going to alternate the retinol and the peptide serum. Yep. Exactly. And are we doing hyaluronic acid at night too? No, no. So real quick retinol, retinol, how do you pick the
1: right retinol ish product? There's, I don't know, four or five different kind of yeah. levels of the ingredient. Retinoids are the strongest. Those are the ones you have to go to the doctor for. Um then like the c- tretinoin? Tretinoin, exactly. Okay. Um, those are the strongest. Those are the ones that are going to give you the fastest results, but they're also the ones that are most likely to cause irritation. There's no buffers on those. Okay. Um, using retinol or retin. Retinol or retinaldehyde, different types, really just depends on the formulation and how the chemist decided to put together the ingredients. I don't think any one of them is probably better or worse than another. Um, Retinaldehyde tends to be a little less irritating. And if you can't do retinols at all or don't want to, bacuchiol. Is a good alternative. And that's, yeah, that's a, like a
0: new trending ingredient that I'm hearing yeah. everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's really like pretty non irritating, um, derived from plant stems and leaves, but doesn't necessarily have the same, not the same results, but similar. Okay. All right. So
0: now we have our serums. We've got a couple in the morning, a couple at night. And then we have to have our moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Would you do a separate eye cream and a moisturizer? Yeah. You're never, ever
1: too young for eye cream. I okay. put it on my three-year-old, which sounds crazy, but he <laughs> he does it to himself. He needed his own routine. So he pat, pat, pat? yeah, he does. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. I should do a video.
0: Yeah. You should.
1: Yeah. So uh, eye cream. Yes. Use one that's formulated for your eyes. They're generally formulated specifically for that skin that is really thin around your eye area. Also typically less irritating I want to circle back to that in a second, but moisturizer could be, is a separate thing altogether, um, depending again on what your skin type is, not necessarily your biggest concern. So if you're somebody who has dry dehydrated skin, you're going to look for things with hydrators and emollients. So your waters and your oils and butters, things like that if you're somebody who has more oily skin, you're going to want something that's more like a water base or a gel cream, lighter texture, that kind of thing.
0: Okay. All right. So that is our routine mm-hmm. for us anti-aging yeah. girls. Now let's talk about the bane of adulthood. The thing they don't tell you is that sometimes your acting doesn't go away. No. Right? Like,
1: do Everyone thinks it's behind? for 13 to 18 year olds. Right? It's not like you like turn 18 and the light switch is no. just oh guess what your skin's flawless now. Okay, so, so often often it actually like people can have perfect skin through their youth and then hit a different hormone phase in their life, especially women, pregnancy or menopause or you know, any number of things, uh, thyroid issues. Acne is hormone related. So it definitely can happen at different times in life. So don't think you are alone and don't think it's something you're doing wrong.
0: Okay. All right. So cleanser, what are we looking for? We're still looking for skin type, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So acneic is not a skin type. Oily, dry, dehydrated, sensitive. Those are what kind of you're looking at as a skin type. Okay. There are combinations of those things, but really, if somebody has acne, they might have dry skin. Yeah. So look for a cleanser that suits your skin type and then your toner, same thing. Okay. Suits your skin type. If you would like a toner with an ingredient to help, I would look for something with like a salicylic acid, glycolic acid again, that would be helpful. Salicylic and glycolic are really tiny molecules that can get deeper into the pore and help start clearing things out.
0: Okay, then we get to the serums. Mm -hmm. What should our our acne sisters be looking for?
1: Actually, a lot of people over-dry their skin when trying to treat their acne because they assume it's an oily skin condition. If you have any redness around your breakouts, you have some dehydration. So again, that hyaluronic acid or an aloe vera then salicylic, glycolic, those would be daytime ones. Those make you sun sensitive. So be careful with those too. Um, make sure you're wearing sunscreen. And then your evening serum would be, could be a retinol, could be that you use something with um, benzoyl peroxide. Misconception though about benzoyl peroxide if most people, We'll put it on and leave it on. It becomes inactive after about 10, 15 minutes. So when you're using it, it's a little labor intensive. You do actually want to rinse it off. You don't need to leave it on. It can over-irritate your skin if you leave it on, over-dry your skin. Okay. So if you're using something with benzoyl, make sure you rinse it off after 10, 15 minutes. And then you can apply your moisturizer. And again, that's more skin type based.
0: All right. Awesome. We actually had one of our style circle members send in a question about acne prone skin as an adult and sunscreen that mm-hmm. she wants to use sunscreen, but it's making her breakout worse. What would you suggest to her?
1: Email me. <laughs> um, right, no, there's, will, I'll hook there's her up a, there's a company called face reality. They are a acne only line. And as you have to be an esthetician, To become certified, you have to go through a pretty intensive training to become certified. Myself and one of my staff members are Face Reality certified. They have two beautiful sunscreens. One of them is mineral-based. One of them is not mineral. So it's really just kind of your choice, what your preference is. Um, But they're beautiful. They don't cause breakouts. Um, Sunscreen can be tricky. There's a lot of them out there. But there's a lot of things that can irritate your skin. Typically, though, if she doesn't want to look for face reality or doesn't want to reach out, I totally get it. That's fine. Mineral is better. Zinc can be really soothing for acneic skin. So I would lean more towards the mineral ones, and I would look for the cleanest formula you can. One that comes to mind from the drugstore is um, Bare Republic and Native, Okay. So the company that started as a deodorant company, Native yeah. Deodorant, yeah, they make sunscreen now. Huh, yeah. So
0: that's amazing advice. Okay, and just just email Amber; she'll get you hooked up.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs>
0: so our third skin type. I know a lot of women struggle with the texture of their skin as we age. So it's kind of an anti-aging thing, but you know, texture just gets not. Not like three year olds anymore, is it? Right. So we have a cleanser that's always based on your skin type, mm-hmm. right? A toner, same deal, but we can put an active ingredient in there that is helping us achieve our goals. And what kind of what kind of serums would you recommend for that?
1: I would look for glycolic. And truthfully, if it's if texture is really the biggest concern, I would probably lean more towards staying away from too many serums and do more exfoliating and refining, which would be doing that scrub that we talked about earlier twice a week, retinol, get on that once a week, then twice a week kind of routine, and possibly add in glycolic acid if your skin can tolerate it. Okay, If it can't. Just don't even do it. Glycerin and aloe are both really nice ingredients to kind of soften texture.
0: Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we finish with the moisturizer. Absolutely. Just just to, to, for our skin type again. Love it. Are there any big other concerns, skin concerns that we didn't really cover? What do you see in your practice?
1: Dry, dehydrated. Dehydrated skin is more common even than dry skin. Um, that could okay, what's the difference? Dry skin lacks oil. Dehydrated skin lacks water. Well how so, do you know? How do you know how? So cleanse your skin with gentle cleanser of some sort. Um, wait two hours. How is your skin? Is it oily? Does it feel normal? Or is it dry, flaky, kind of red, irritated? If you've got dry, still kind of matte, dull looking, it's dehydrated. If you're flaky and kind of almost flaking wax looking, that's more dry.
0: Okay. So a lot of people probably are dehydrated when they think they're When they think they're just dry. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times if people don't know, they're like, I don't know what to do for my skin. I just want to do something. Yeah. I tell them to exfoliate once a week, twice a week with a powder exfoliant. I tell them to use a hydrating serum. So you've heard me say hyaluronic acid a gazillion times already. Um, Either that or aloe. Use that see what happens. Your skin might improve so much just from rehydrating it that you don't need to do a whole lot else.
0: That is fascinating. Okay. Learned something new. I learned a lot new today. (laughs) Love that. Um, Last just little concern, age spots. Mm -hmm. What do we do about our age spots?
1: Well, uh, there's a couple different things you can do. You can do different peel series. So they're like a TCA, uh, it's yeah, answer for trichloroacetic acid. That's a series of peels that will minimize the sun damage. Typically when you're doing that, you have to stay out of the sun. So if you're somebody who is like, I'm going to be on the boat all summer long. Okay. Maybe wait till winter to do it. You know, Okay. But if you live in the South where they have sun and heat all year round, that's less likely to be a possibility. So they can probably do it at any point because they're so used to wearing the sunscreen all the time. So TCA peels are one of my first choices. There are also different laser types that you can do. Laser treatments tend to be pretty uncomfortable, though. So I know like Morpheus is a really popular one. BBL is another really popular one. Any laser that's for photo aging is what that's called Okay, would be helpful.
0: Is there anything over the counter that will help you really with age spots? Retinol. Retinol. So retinol is really the the hero
1: of the day. Gold standard for anti-aging. Okay. Yeah. It helps speed up your skin cell turnover. And when you do that, it moves the pigment through. Um, Now, to prevent future pigment, you want to use your antioxidants. Think about, like, if you ever have an apple, you cut open, you put lemon juice on it so that it stays nice and fresh instead of getting oxidized, right? Getting that brown. That's what antioxidants do for your skin cells. So it's like the lemon juice, but don't put lemon juice on your face. Just don't do it. Um, Essentially the same idea, though. Utilizing that ingredient, that type of ingredient to protect your skin cells.
0: All right. So as we were talking about that and you were talking about some spa services, it made me wonder what kind of results can we reasonably expect from store-bought products like over-the-counter versus a professional line And when is it like, look, you're not going to get what you want to get unless you get a needle, you know, in your forehead, like what's, what's reasonable. What can we expect?
1: I think it's reasonable to expect decent results from any drugstore over the counter type of product. Um, More than that is your consistency. If you use your skincare one day and don't do it the next day, you're not going to see the same type of results. Same rule applies with professional. With professional products, you are going to have better, faster results because you have higher quality ingredients and higher quantity of active ingredients. So you are going to see faster, better results. Doesn't mean you can't get the same results. It's just kind of a time game at that point. I think. Okay. Um, but again, really consistency. Back when I was in aesthetic school, I remember one of my teachers saying, think about it like the gym. If you work with a trainer once a month and then go have McDonald's the rest of the month, <laughs> you cannot expect to look like JLo. But if you're consistent with going to the gym, maybe not every single day with the gym, but you know, keeping up with your workouts, keeping up with your routine, doing the things you're supposed to do, you will see better results. Same thing with skin. If you come see your esthetician once a month, but then you don't take care of your skin consistently throughout the month, you will not see the same results that somebody who is taking care of their skin would.
0: Okay. I think that is such a great point is the consistency because I, again, I will, I will get in a really good habit and then I don't know when it'll just be so tired and I'm like, I just I'll clean my face, I'll wash my face, and then it's like, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And then I'll get out of a routine. I'm I'm very bad about if I break a routine, I have a hard time getting back into it. And you're right, it is. I've been thinking about the time where my skin has looked really, really great. It has been the consistency.
1: Absolutely. So thanks for that um, kick in
0: the butt. I needed
1: that. To finish answering that though, when do you need a needle? Yeah. When you have wrinkles at rest. So the difference being, you know, When I move my forehead around, you're going to see a wrinkle. When you start to see them when you aren't moving your face, that's when you could determine, is this important enough to me to do a laser or to do needle treatments? Or do I talk to an esthetician and see what can we do before that to see if we get what we want?
0: Okay, when it says like minimizes fine lines and wrinkles, mm-hmm. what is a fine line versus a D? De- I mean, we'd all love to believe that we have fine lines, right? But maybe they're not fine lines. What is a fine line versus a girl that's
1: a wrinkle? Well, I always think like when I was in middle school and high school, everybody was like, girl, you fine. So I'm always like, your wrinkles are fine. It was like a good thing. Um, the best way to to think about it is, Fine lines are like when you get up into the mirror and you are so close, or you're looking in like a magnifying mirror, and you can see little, like little tiny little lines that again kind of only show up when you move your face. Wrinkles are the ones that don't go away. Okay. More like almost like a divot in the skin, if you will. Yeah. Or if you think about your face like a map, it's like, your backcountry roads versus your freeways. <laughs> okay, all right.
0: I think we'd all like the um, over-the-counter serums to get rid of the freeways, but yeah, is that, a, is that is that really? I mean, is that at all a reasonable expectation? No, no. Okay, your freeways are are yours to own, unless you.
1: <laughs> they are yours to own. Ways you can minimize that, though, is retinol sunscreen. Sun okay. is responsible for something like 70 to 80% of the damage that we see.
0: Yeah, that's, yes. I am on a sunscreen kick this summer. I'm really, and I'm I'm moving into self-tanners mm. because I am so pasty white and I just need a little, you mm-hmm. know, a little summer glow, but the sun is bad. Yeah. I've been spending lots of time at the dermatologist because sun is bad, you know, and, and, you need sunscreen in every routine. Absolutely, No matter who you are, no matter how much you go outside, you need sunscreen. That's my new podium, everybody. I'm talking about sunscreen this summer. Okay. So tell people where they can find you. And I know you have something really, really wonderful for our listeners. So tell them what it is. Tell them where they can find it. Tell them where they can find you. And we will have all the links in the show notes.
1: Awesome. Thank you. So you can go to amberbud.com. So that's A-M-B-E-R-B-U-D-D dot com slash routine. And that will give you the option to download a routine builder sheet. So it will help you determine what type of skin you have. So you can pick out your cleanser and your moisturizer. It'll tell you kind of a a deck of ingredients that you might want to look at first for your skin concerns and type, and then also what a routine should look like, morning, night, weekly, monthly, and a little side note for that retinol use. On top of that, I did put in that email, my email address. So if anyone has any questions, I seriously will answer you. I am like a crazy person about skincare and routine. So I will absolutely answer you. It might take me a few days, but I will get to you. I promise.
0: Amber's getting 50,000 emails next time.
1: <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay. Maybe it might take me a week to answer, but, and then the other, other place you can find me is Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is Amber Bud and my uh, company Instagram is Amber underscore Atelier, A-T-E-L-I-E-R.
0: So atelier is difficult to spell, but do you know what the hardest word to spell is? And I have discovered this after putting like you know our plan together for this show. Esthetician. Oh yeah, I just like type some random letters that sort of look like it, and then Uh let let spell check figure it out. Because
1: well, and then there's the English version and the European version. Oh no, no, I don't care. No,
0: no, I the American one's kicking my butt.
1: Well, and everybody here thinks estheticians are people who put people to sleep. And I'm like, yes, but not in the way you're thinking. I am not an anesthetist. I am an esthetician. <laughs> I don't know, girl, your hand massages, they
0: always put me out. They're amazing. Oh yeah. Amazing. I put
1: people to sleep. It's just a different yes, way. <laughs>
0: you wake up and yes, that's a, that's a good thing. Well, I'm really sorry that not everybody gets to hang out with you the way that I do, but I am so thrilled that everyone got to hang out with you. Today. This is this has been amazing. And the last question I like to ask people is if there is one thing, if our listeners are busy and overwhelmed, what is the one thing they should take away from this conversation?
1: Ooh, um, you're never too young for eye cream and sunscreen. Okay. Yeah, those All two right. things should be on everybody's routine, no matter what.
0: All right, ladies. Maybe it's time to upgrade our, our skincare routines and our products and all that good stuff. We'll, we'll work on it together this summer and go ahead, email Amber, all 50,000 of you just go. for
1: it. It's fine. It'll be fine. Like I said, it might take me a week, but I'll get to you.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. You are just, you are one of my favorite people and I'm so glad we got to hang out today. So thank you for coming on the style school and sharing all of your wisdom. It was just, it was amazing. I learned so much and I know everyone else did too.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I want to thank Amber again for being so generous with us. I hope our conversation today clears up some of your skincare confusion. I know it did mine and inspires you to shake up your routine a little and try some new things to get the results you want. Don't forget to head to the show notes for links to find Amber and all the products we talked about today. And if you're a Style Circle member, I hope you love part two of our conversation. Look for that coming very soon. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember your everyday matters. So get dressed for it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're loving the Everyday Style School podcast, I'd like to invite you to become a member of the Style Circle. It's our monthly all-access membership that gives you everything we create to make style easy so you can save time and money, have easier mornings, and more confidence all day long. You get our seasonal capsule wardrobe guides, all of the masterclasses we offer, and our exclusive members-only podcast, The Everyday Style School Extra Credit. Plus, you're invited to the Facebook community where you can get even more style support and inspiration. I would love to get to know you and support your style journey. It's just $19 a month, less than the cost of a clearance shirt you're never going to wear. Come join me and make your everyday style easier.